Power Level Critical Podcast episode number one, or official number one, I guess, since last week was our official zero, or intro episode. Uh, this is for February 19th, 2019. Um, hopefully everyone had a solid Valentine's Day. A good week has passed since our last episode, so not much has really happened except for Valentine's Day is, like, the bigger thing. And I guess President's Day, but, like... I know most of my friends that I, I know like weren't off of work, and I wasn't off of work technically, so it's like, eh, um, not that big of a holiday, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, we did uh, celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, I took a nice little day, kind of like a day and a half in the city with my girlfriend. So that was kind of nice. Uh, we walked around uh, pretty much like up Midtown. We went to uh, Lincoln Square to go see um, a movie at the AMC Theater over there. So we saw the new uh, Fighting With My Family, uh, like the biopic on Paige, the uh, WWE wrestler, or I guess former wrestler since like she's retired and like her impromptu spot as uh, like the general manager of SmackDown, that kind of got like did away with as well. So like I, I don't know what you would call her. I guess she's a former. I don't know if she's on the alumni page of like their official website, but I know mostly like as of right now, she's been like more focusing on like her makeup line and her, like her Instagram and stuff like that. So she's still doing her own thing, just like not that much in the forefront of like pro wrestling. Uh, but her movie was really good actually i was surprised at how well it was uh like i said it was like a biopic like uh, covering her story from like her um first independent days up until like her signing of wwe like on the nxt roster uh and then her debut match um i guess like a brief review of it would be like uh obviously i was surprised how well it was like from the trailer like i figured they would do like most movies nowadays are doing like they're showing like their best stuff in the trailer and it kind of like leaves you with like a lackluster filler throughout the movie uh this time around it was uh, a lot of the good parts are in the trailer but like there's still a bunch of good content to like to see throughout the actual full film when it does travel uh through her days independent days with like her family uh her, her and her brother obviously if you can tell by the commercial are like uh independent wrestlers their whole family that's like their gimmick it's like their whole family is like in the wrestling industry um and it's i don't know uh they there are parts where some stuff has changed and some stuff isn't covered as uh, as much as you'd think like the way the movie depicts her time in nxt it's like it's like she just one or two matches and then it's she's brought on the main roster like they really don't cover like any of like the nxt like the championship stuff like her winning the, the women's championship like for the first time um they do however cover like her debut on raw when she won like the divas championship but like her whole previous like actual nxt career i feel like was kind of overshadowed um i get it, it's a movie and it's supposed to like be much it's it's for a broader audience not just like a wrestling fan i'm pretty sure but like they could have did a little bit better job covering like the smaller details, like her winning the first ever women's uh, NXT champion. Uh, Would have been cool, but hey. Uh, and it's like when she comes out onto uh, like the Burn Night Raw episode, they don't actually use AJ Lee as AJ Lee, which is kind of weird. If you'd, you'd figure like it could reach out to her, but I guess their um, their current situation and like the relationship between like CM Punk and obviously he's her wife, and I'm sure like she would back him in. Like the sense of even if she got the call, maybe she wouldn't have done it. I don't know, but they did use uh, current roster uh, Zelina Vega, who did a really good job. Not gonna lie, she like obviously she looks like Zelina Vega still, but like she had like the good mannerisms and like the quirks of AJ Lee and talked like her too. So it was it was cool. It was different seeing that. I figured they would show a little bit more of like other stuff, but like not that many uh, like cameo pop ups from like current day roster wrestlers like we did see a cameos from i think it was big show and sheamus in the back like the uh like in the catering area obviously the rocks in this movie because he is producing or one of the producers of the movie along with like the i think the regular 
uh, WWE Studios, and there's a one other producer, I'm pretty sure, but like it was his company was like the main uh, production on this, which is I think it's seven buck, uh, seven bucks production. It's like a play on like how he came up in the business like with only seven dollars. I don't know, but like nowadays he has more than seven dollars for a fact. But you do the Rockies in the trailer, of course, as well. So, but overall, like the the time, it's like an hour and forty five minutes, almost a little shy of two hours. I thought it was good. It was paced really well. Nothing was like too too long. Nothing was like drawn out or anything. I liked that a lot. So it's like it was hopping around between uh, her pages, like life story on like the road and like being away from her family um, back in England, and then shooting back to like her family and like her brothers like their little situation in back home while she's in florida working nxt and eventually making her debut on the raw roster so yeah overall really good not gonna lie i do give it like let's say out of five i'll give it like a three and a half four uh it wasn't perfect but it was really good it was like definitely maybe we'll give it like three and a half i guess um it wasn't like the most like amazing movie i've ever seen like aesthetically or like visually but like it was a great uh documentary slash like little mini biopic i guess about a uh, industry that i'm really into so pro wrestling's a plus uh page is also a dope person in general so that's a plus two um and like i done the end, end credit sequence they did show like actual classic videos and pictures of like um like the real like who like the actors are playing so like you see like a young page her father her mom like the video of her leaving for the airport like the actual video because like, they do cover like her like they show her leaving in the airport, everyone's saying goodbye to her, but they do show, like, an actual video like, recorded of her, like, leaving that first time to go to Florida for the first time for NXT, which is really cool. So I like, I like always seeing like, those um those classic, like, footage and, like, uh, actual, like, pictures and stuff of, like, the real events that happened. Um, so that was cool. Definitely worth the watch if you get a chance to see it. It didn't come out officially yet uh, in all theaters. It's right now the 19th, I think the 22nd or 24th, I think this week, actually, this week of the... Uh, I'll check right now. Let me see. Oh, boy. Can't get my calendar up. So this will be the 21st. I think it actually is this week. I'm pretty positive. If not, it's the 28th. And uh, it's always like a preview show on the, like preview showings on the Thursday before the Friday releases. But we went to uh, the city mainly for like to see it uh, before it came out on Valentine's Day it debuted. So it was a nice little Valentine's Day uh, treat for us. Uh, we went to um, a couple comic stores, went to some thrift stores, uh, went around shopping a little bit. But yeah, I mean, we went to Midtown Comics, and then it was like one other spot we hopped into. I forgot what it was called, though. But we went to Midtown. I did wind up picking. I picked up this time around. I think I picked up, it was Next Gen, which is like another spinoff series of the current like Age of X-Men, like slash Marvelous X-Men, that new run of X-Men that came out. On top of that, I picked up... Uh, the number one, it's like a compendium of Uncanny X-Men, the current, uh, I guess the 2018 or 2019, however way you want to see it, the, that current run of the Uncanny X-Men, so I still have to c- catch up with that one, but I, I think it compiles issues one through like five, or one through something, it's like smaller, like a small compendium, on top of that I picked up Wonder Comics number one, uh, and when I came back this past week, it's like, I wound up going to another comic store, so I picked up the uh, Wonder Comics, uh, Young Justice number two. On top of that, what else did I pick up besides that? So we read Young Justice one and two, Age of X Men, the Alpha, and the Marvelous X Men, uh, which is like the, the Alpha is like the prelude, like intro to Marvelous X Men, uh, Next Gen, Uncanny X Men. I think that's really it. Yeah, that's all I read this 
past week. Um, but a lot of good books. I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to like, I try to like hop into stuff when like they're fresh into like number one up to like maybe number three or four or five. Like, Shadow Shazam is up, up to, I think, two or three, and Green Lantern's up to, I think, four and five. I uh, haven't picked up since their original number one releases. Um, I definitely gotta check it out. I don't know. I think, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like, this current Shazam story where it's, like, him and a bunch of, like, the foster kids, like, all have the powers of Shazam. I like just having one one Shazam-esque hero. And Lantern was a little slow to start with, but I did see, like, a, a couple reviews of, like, two and three, which looks pretty promising, so maybe I'll pick that up again. Um, I do like, however, how Young Justice is going so far. It's like an invasion from Gem World. It's like there, there was an attack on the city, and they're looking for Superman. Like the Young Justice, obviously, is like it was like Wonder Girl, uh, the Teen Lanterns. I, I want to say it's a newer character. Like it's like a younger Green Lantern. It's like all the like, young kids, obviously, like of heroes, but just like. I don't know. I think the Teen Lantern looks pretty cool. Besides Young Justice, uh, Age of X-Men, uh, actually really cool so far. It's like a, in a world where like everyone is a mutant and has powers and stuff. So it's like a perfect world in a sense, but like no one is able to like have uh, relationships or like be like, I guess breeding in that way. Like there's like breeding centers and like children are like made in like test tubes essentially and like their birth like that way and i don't know it's just a weird like dystopian future where i guess everyone is a mutant it's like it's perfect for them but not really at the same time it's just they go into a lot of like smaller stuff where people like question what they're even doing like people don't even know what like having a real serious relationship is like and like the consequences of those like interspecies or inter, inter like gender like or inter anything like having a relationship in general without like loving like yourself or that whole uh, ideology um, which is, it's cool, it's different, it's got, like, I don't know, it's only an, an issue in right now, like, of the main series, and there's a lot of spin-off, like, stemming series from it, so it's, like, uh, along with Marvelous X-Men, you have, like, Nightcrawler has his own book right now, uh, and in this universe, Nightcrawler is, like, a, a popular hero, he's, like, an actor slash, like, author, I think, and, like, he's, like, a, a pretty big, like, celebrity, um, but he has his own book, I know, uh, the next gen is, like, the school of Xavier, it's, like, where kids obviously go to like to learn and hone their skills and like their mutations and stuff and like they get like split up and educated in like one of i think three or five separate like categories of like your future so it's like agricultural or like um like public safety or like law and stuff like that so it's like your powers are split up and like based off of what you would be probably good at so next gen covers that aspect of the story where it's like you're in like the kid shoes where it's that like you're seeing the next generation of like the new x-men that are coming through the ranks um, there's one with, like, I think it's Apocalypse, yeah, I think it's, like, Apocalypse and, like, the, the something, I forgot what the actual subtitle's called, but it's, like, uh, it's something with Apocalypse and, like, uh, people that are rallying against, like, the ide ideologies and views of the current day where it's, like, you can't have relationships, you have, to, you have to know what love is and stuff like that, um, so there's Nightcrawler, there's the Apocalypse one, there's X-Men itself, there may be a fourth one, but I'm drawing a blank on right now but there are it's like it's stemming like overarched right now and next gen is actually really cool so far i do um i do uh like to look into like kind of books i wouldn't normally read like i know i would i, I would like the general x-men story so it's like i know who like most of the characters are but this next gen uh series is like a lot of younger different like not mainstream characters so this like this blob character like this transparent gel like gelatinous creature like he has like you see his eyeballs and like his brain and stuff or his skull and it's just it's 
Seems like a, like a really dope character. A lot of cool, like, smaller characters as well. So I definitely want to see where this is going. I like it so far. Um, it's really dope. Uh, Uncanny X-Men is like a... I think so far, what the story I've pulled from it is like... Kitty Pride goes missing and people are just, like, in awe by what's happening currently in the, that story. Um, I definitely want to pick up some more issues just to, like, figure out what, like, the, the general plot is. But that's all I so far <laughs> grasp from that book is that Kitty Pride is important and she's missing. Uh, so a couple of characters from Next Gen are actually in the Uncanny X-Men book as like full-fledged like X-Men at that point. So there's definitely no like real correlation, but at one point in Next Gen, the kids are talking at the lunch table about it's like a story or a fan fiction one of the characters is like writing and it's literally uh it kind of like mirrors what happens in the beginning of Uncanny X-Men. Like it's very uh loose strings that can like put them together but like it seems like it's like a maybe they're hinting at that or maybe uncanny is like a stem of what's happening like from like their point of view i don't even know it's just the intro of uncanny uh and like that little small sequence of like next gen like we're at the lunch table talking about this fan fiction it's like it seems like that's what like the events that they're talking about so there definitely for a fact is no correlation probably but it sounds like it's very similar so I don't know. Uh, so far, what I've been reading is fun. My girlfriend wound up picking up. Uh, we got her the first two issues of the new uh, Spider Gwen. Uh, her new Ghost something. I forgot what the actual subline of like the series is called, but the new Spider Gwen series, as well as she's been reading like, a, a compendium of like a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy book. I'm pretty sure. So she's digging that so far, which is really dope. Uh, but yeah. I also, I forgot to mention, actually, um, we are officially submitted and published, uh, pending, of course, to uh, iTunes versus Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, uh, thanks to our brand new hosting site we're using, which is Podbean. Um, I'm still going to try to post all of our stuff to SoundCloud, YouTube, and uh, possibly Spreaker, but Spreaker actually has, like the I think, only like a very small amount of free storage you get. So I'm working with the free version of Podbean right now, and then maybe I'm up to, like I think it's like 5 or 10 bucks a month for however much, like, I think unlimited storage, actually, too, or 100 gigabytes of storage, whatever it is. So for right now, we're going to use uh, Podbean uh, going forward, probably as, like, the main publishing or hosting site, as well as also post to YouTube and stuff, but hopefully I, come next episode, we'll be able to give you the good news that we're on uh, and we're approved by Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So that's pretty exciting, not going to lie. Um, officially, uh, we'll be on in the big leagues, I guess, or on a, a bigger, broader platform. Um, but yeah, that's, I totally forgot to mention that, wanted to mention that in the beginning or the forefront of this, but, uh, kind of got sidetracked with comic books and such in Valentine's Day. Um, uh, I guess after the comic books, I mean, I know, uh, the toy, uh, the New York Toy Fair was this past week, or this weekend, actually, uh, and a lot of Pops and, like, Funko stuff was announced, like, they're doing a whole new line of, like, I think it's called, uh, what are they called, it's like Funko, like, Pop Towns, so it's, like, these huge, I don't know the actual scale of everything, though, but it's, like, they have a Scooby-Doo, like, with, um, like, a, a Haunted Mansion. They have a SpongeBob set where it's, like, SpongeBob and, like, the, uh, I think the pineapple is house, like, Bikini Bottom. In Bikini Bottom. Bleh. Um, so it's, like, an interesting new line. Uh, I don't know if, if they're gonna be, like, like, the houses would be as big as, like, the huger, like, those big 10-inch pops, like, the, I think it was, like, the, the Hulk and, like, Jack-Jack and, like, the big Pikachu and stuff or Mickey Mouse from, like, Targets and stuff that been, they've been getting. Uh, so I kind of want to see where they go with that, what they can actually use or what other properties would benefit from that or if people would actually receive it well. Uh, I'm not on the fence about it. It looks cool, but I don't know if I'd probably drop, like, the 50, 60 plus that I guarantee those things cost. Um, 
but uh, before we get into like actual Toy Fair stuff, let's do uh, some recent pickups I picked up this past uh, week and a half, I guess. Um, so I got off of both of these are from uh, Mercury or Mercury, or how you pronounce the actual site. Um, we picked up for uh, TF2 or Team Fortress 2 the Heavy and the Medic. Uh, those Funko Pops, uh, all these are going to be loose actually. Um, these Pops are all loose, like just to like display on like my desk at work or at my house or at my room. Um, and secondly, after TF2, we picked up the uh, Black Lantern Reverse Flash. Uh, has always been like a mold and like a character I've like thought looked amazing in like the pop like his uh, his transfer into the pop Funko world. So I definitely picked up him. I picked up him for like five bucks, and then he was loose. And then the TF2 characters were ten bucks together. So for fifteen bucks, we got three awesome looking pops. Uh, nothing really scratched or dinged up on the TF2 ones. I just had to like give like a little bit of a clean to the medic basically, but I did wipe down both of them. Um, the Reverse uh, Flash does have a little bit of, like, scuffs on the top of his head, so I'm hoping that that's just, like, scuffing up against, like, other things that would rub off onto, like, the pop and not the pop getting, like, scratched, like, the paint off of that. So I'm going to hopefully, once I get him in the mail, I'll wipe him down, and then hopefully we have another nice displayable pop. Um, I went up pre-ordering from the uh, New York Toy Fair. I got the Post Malone pop uh, for pre-order. I think I paid about 8 like maybe nine bucks plus like three or four dollars shipping, so I around like thirteen or fourteen bucks. Picked him up for. I wanted to get him for the fact that like I guarantee I never really see or be are able to purchase or pick up like a lot of like the exclusive like the convention ones. So this is like the first time I'm actually gonna pre-order like a, an official convention one through like a a secondary site, and hopefully that goes well. If not, I mean hey, uh, at least I know I guaranteed myself like the post Malone. Like I'm I haven't figured out anything else yet. But, like, uh, some, like, other honorable mentions that were announced and, like, displayed were, like, the Office line. Um, they have, like, some Simpsons coming out and the Addams Family as well. Those, like, the major ones. I know they have, like, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. I know there was, like, uh, I don't know if it was announced at Toy Fair, but there was, like, a... What's that, uh, what's that band? God damn it, never mind. It was, like, the, like, Korean pop band. That, that huge one. That's, like, a seven or eight pack going in Barnes & Nobles for, like, 70 bucks. Um... But I'm definitely looking forward to the office line. They have a, a lot of uh, possibilities to do that with. Like, if you look at the um, the Parks and Rec line, there's a, a, a lot of good uh, transparent, or transparent, uh, a lot of good, like, carryovers, like, from, like, characters from that show. So there's a lot to work with. I like how uh, Kevin Hill holding the chili and stuff, and all the iterations of Michael and Dwight we can see uh, for future releases is really cool, too. Uh, as well as The Simpsons, like, also has a very diverse, like, uh, there's many iterations, I guess, is what I was looking for before. Iterations of, like, those characters. So it's, like, all, like, the forms of, like, uh, Bart and Homer and, like, Maggie and, like, uh, just the main family and, like, all, like, the surrounding uh, supporting characters. Adam's family, I like how it's, like, the cartoon-y, like, animated style version of them. Uh, as well as, I just love, like, those older kind of, like, TV shows. Uh, always been, like, one of those shows. And even the movies are pretty good, too, I'm not gonna lie. I think they're doing, like, a reboot or a spin-off, like, movie now. It's, like, an animated Adam's family movie, I think. And it's gonna be voiced... I want to say Antonio Banderas is playing um, the father. I'm pretty sure that's who he is. But I'm taking track of my train of thought there. Um, yeah, I think it's Antonio Banderas. I'm pretty sure it's that. Pretty positive. But yeah, that's like what I'm really looking forward to from Toy Fair. Um, again, I only preferred a Post Malone and like the other pops and like the town pops are look a little interesting. But I'm not gonna wait till I see. I guess 
what uh, once we get official releases of them. I think it was supposed to start shipping uh, in April. I think the Post Malone Pop should be like displayed and released on. Uh, I'm not too sure about like exclusive to retailers, like who's going to what or where you're going to get certain stuff, or if it's going to be only on Funko Shop for some things. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely if I remember or if I find any links, I'll probably post in the like, description of this video like where you can pre-order stuff if you want to pre-order things. Um, no affiliation, of course, either. It's just for the general sake of knowing where you guys can hopefully score some stuff you wanted to get from the convention. Um, Game-wise this week, uh, we had a Nintendo Direct, actually, this past uh, week, and so we're getting a new Super Mario Maker. Uh, it's not like a remake or a reboot, it's a, a general sequel to like the franchise for the Switch. Uh, I played a little bit of the first game. Uh, it was pretty fun, and it, a lot of replayability for the fact that, like, it's a, a mostly all user uh, created content, like on like the, the eShop or whatever you would call it, like the creator hub um, to download and test out people's tracks or not tracks, but like their courses and stuff. Um, so it gives like a pretty good amount of longevity to the game and lifespan to the game. So I'm interested to pick that up. Hopefully, um, between that and the, I think Ultimate Alliance 3 got announced like finally for like a release. It's coming this summer of 2019. No official date like actual date in mind but it is uh, marketed for summer so hopefully within like maybe the june july august months uh which typically is summer um i'm pretty excited the ultimate alliance line has always been really fun to me um and hopefully it's like it's kind of like a diablo-esque game and hopefully that this third one is uh really good and like uh packaged well for the switch it's only on and exclusively for the switch so it's definitely going to be uh developed with that like strictly in mind and if it runs like Diablo 3 runs and it's like that kind of open world the ARPG uh, I'll be definitely happy with it I'm still waiting for um, any news about the new Pokemon like the main series RPG but I'm assuming that that's going to be either a its own uh, separate Nintendo Direct or we're going to get some kind of like maybe during the summertime we'll get like a teaser for it because I'm sure it usually comes out around like the October, September, like November like those like fall-esque uh, months of the year so maybe by time summer begins or we get to like maybe like the april or uh april may region we'll get like at least a teaser for like a nintendo direct or a teaser trailer from like japan or something from like a koro koro scan something like that that's what i'm hyped for this year is uh pokemon mainly and then i guess alliance 3 with a hint of mario maker i know tetris has a new br uh a new battle royal game on the uh eShop and you have to be a subscriber of I think the Nintendo Online to actually access it and play it. It's a free game but it's not free because you need the online subscription but it's only 20 bucks for a year which is like the greatest price to um, like reward of all like the subscription based gaming services like Xbox Live and PSN are both like I think 50 and 60 respectively for the year and you get I think you do get like a couple games a month like I think it's three to five games like two or three for the current console and like one or two for like the old like 360 or ps3 slash like vita backwards compatible games you can play which is pretty cool but with um for 20 bucks for a whole year you're getting like the slew of like old classic nes games and snes games are coming now too i think as well as like you get access to those freebies like the tetris br and overall, this online play and uh, compatibility with uh, most of your Nintendo games. I know some of them don't require the online service. I think Fortnite and like a couple of like the actual separate eShop games, like the free-to-play. Like I think uh, Warframe and Fortnite both don't need a subscription to the Nintendo online service to actually be able to play online. I'm still like hoping that they get like an integrated built-in chat with um, the Switch. Like it's dumb that it's only strictly like like. Uh, 
reserved for like their online mobile app and like that just seems like it's really wonky and clunky and like you don't need to have extra stuff you can just make built-in chat i mean it's different i guess because it's like a handheld type console and like you wouldn't it'd be weird to do that i guess but like i don't know i think it would just be easier just to integrate like a separate built-in chat like not to worry going through like a third-party app or like a third-party like device or service just to like be able to talk to like your friends or talk to like random people in like a lobby like for fortnite or for warframe for games like that or splatoon or whatever your online mario kart or smash would be um but yeah, hopefully that's coming soon. I know Xbox Live is coming to the Switch. Doesn't really confirm if we're getting games or anything on like the Switch or any kind of cross-platform besides like what's happening. I think Rocket League and Fortnite are still cross-platform. I'm pretty sure. Um, I know Fortnite is, but Rocket League, I'm not too sure. I think Rocket League is though. Um, but we know we're getting like the Xbox, like the live app, like you would have on your mobile phone. Like you can check your friends list, and I'm sure send messages and stuff. But we don't know if we're getting like any kind of party chat feature or any kind of like downloadable games for it. So we'll keep that news with a grain of salt, I guess. We'll take that and just hope for a future where we're gonna have no boundaries or borders where our games can meet or cannot meet anymore. And I think Sony's like the only person or the only of like the big three, I guess, that are just really uh standing or really just not for the whole cross-platform playing and it's like i get it like you're trying to develop and have experiences for like one network and you can't guarantee like your same uh ideals like idealities and like virtues or what your marketing and what your demographic is like you're not gonna have the same exact um quality or same demographic or same kind of quality from let's say a nintendo or an xbox or microsoft i'm sorry um but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's where we're moving towards. I know Xbox is moving more towards like the streaming device and that kind of like shareable media where you can play on your phone, your tablet, or stuff like that. They're moving away from like they're still gonna be making consoles, but they're moving also towards like a more inclusive, broader general gaming public, which is kind of cool. So we'll see what happens in like the near future for that one. Um, I think only good things could come from this and like tearing down those borders of where games start and end or start and stop is a good look for the future um and i guess before we wrap things up we'll talk a little bit about pro wrestling talk um i know this past weekend was the elimination chamber i didn't see everything about it but i saw a majority of the show that was a cool it was really cool uh props to kofi for getting a huge pop and obviously doing some serious work in there i feel like people definitely have overlooked kofi um i think we knew Obviously, like he has, like he's been like a very decorated champion and has a, a pretty deep history in the current product, and he's been using, uh, been used really well with the new day, especially like a, a nice little revitalization of him. Um, I don't think he should be going anything solo yet. I think they should still keep him with New Day. I know people are still um, speculating. Maybe he'll like branch off from them, but I think that the three of them work well together, and that they can like be a supportive role for them. They can also like be in the tag team title hunt as well as like having some singles pushes here and there. Um, that finish was great. Brian looked good. Everyone in the chamber looked really good, and they did a good job with uh, since. Uh, Ali is now injured, like, how last week they covered, like, the gauntlet match with Kofi being in there, and he looked like a fucking champion against Joe, Hardy, Brian, like, just looked great in the gauntlet matches, and then it looked even better in the chamber itself, uh, women's match, the Raw title match was fucking horrible, like, Ruby Riot is one of the, like, most credible, or the more, one of the more credible, uh, actually talented and wrestle-oriented, like, divas, or, uh, women's, uh, I guess uh, wrestlers on the roster right now and to just subject her to uh, like a 
a minute like squash it's like it's fucking dumb i get it you have to keep uh, making ronda look big and tough and mean and stuff but it's like when you're giving her like a pay-per-view match that's just it means nothing like you shouldn't even just give her a nobody don't give her like someone that's a decorated actual like athlete that's good you know it just it just doesn't make sense and i was thinking congrats to bailey and sasha um i think the only valid a tag team in that elimination chamber uh, match to crown the first ever divas tag team champions women's tag team champions i'm sorry i keep calling them divas there's they are their divas that's what i'm uh used to um but that was cool i know the iconics like i guess make sense because they've been together since like day one and like i've had like a, a history of like being in those like that tag team like, like iconic we'll quote unquote will um but besides that like naomi wasn't winning with uh with mela or who else is even in there? I forgot who else. It was Sasha Bailey, Iconics, them. I forgot who else is even in there, but I think Bailey and Sasha are the ones that made sense. Um, overall, eh, decent pay-per-view. It was nothing special, nothing great, but, I mean, Balor won the Intercontinental Championship. That's cool, I guess, because, you know, he gets to give him something because he's just been being crapped all over. I think that's really it for today. Uh decent little, little episode for you guys for today like i said we're gonna be publishing hopefully soon on uh, itunes and on not soundcloud well we are on soundcloud as well so itunes and spotify are still pending so look for us on there to search up power level critical uh as always if you want to email or contact me uh on twitter uh it's snorlax tv i'll leave the link in the description as well as if you want to email the podcast about any questions or topics to cover just email us at power level critical pod at gmail.com uh and that's pretty much it. This has been the episode one, official episode one, I guess, of the Power Level Critical Podcast for February 19th, 2019. I wish you all guys a good week, and have a good one. Yeah.